0: Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. The last stop on my Emerald Triangle road trip was in Southern Humboldt at Alpenglow Farms to visit Craig and Melanie Johnson, the cultivators of my favorite workday cannabis strain, Coyote Blue. I was first introduced to Coyote Blue and Craig at Soulful Dispensary in Sebastopol, California. It was New Year's Day, and we were celebrating cannabis legalization in California. I can't believe it's been almost a year already. As luck would have it, my friend and founder of Soulful, Eli Melrod, happened to drop in for a serendipitous visit while I was midway through my porch time chat with Craig, Melanie, and their lovely daughters. Eli pulled up a microphone and joined us for our spotlight on regenerative farming Responsible cannabis products and family values. Get ready to love this family as much as I do. By the end of the podcast, I hope you're inspired to find your own alpine glow.
1: I got the of wine, the high I got the West Coast smoke, I just take
0: one. Toe. I am in beautiful Southern Humboldt sitting with the Alpenglow Farms family. I've got Craig, Melanie, Mahala, and Josephine with me. I'm so excited to get the, uh, the scoop on what it's like to be a farm family, a cannabis farm family in Humboldt. So thank you all for having me here.
2: Hey, thanks for, for being here. Yeah, yeah
0: thank you. And the girls here, y'all are down doing survival training. <laughs> Parents are digging up potatoes, and y'all are down there cooking them. I mean, it's impressive. Mm. Thank you. Do you like living out here?
3: Uh, yes, it's very beautiful, and I love um, like being able to eat from our garden and stuff like that. It's pretty amazing. Nice, nice. What
0: about you, Josephine?
3: Um, I really like it down here because, like, I feel like I'm actually alive and like in tune with the nature and the animals around us. Wow,
0: you are smart girls. I like how connected you are. It's impressive. How did y'all teach them this?
4: I think it's just a matter of uh, living, breathing um, up here in the mountains.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's something that you teach.
4: No, it's uh, learned by example and necessity at times. You know, when, when you're cold up here, you better you better learn how to make a fire.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>
4: you know, Alpenglow Farms is off the grid. Um, we make our own power, hydro and solar, and uh, we heat your home with wood.
0: Yeah, and this is a beautiful home, beautiful windows looking out on this amazing land. And I just love everything that you're doing and what you stand for. And I'm just really excited to learn more about how you do it all and do it so gracefully and put out an amazing product in the
2: process. I I think I like that you said process because I think all of this and what you're seeing is a process. It's not something that just you come and you do and it's done. It's something that it's it's something that you're a part of and you continuously are learning what works and what doesn't work, what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. So it's what you're seeing is 15 years.
4: And that's almost a little bit of love and yeah, uh, that's almost a little bit how we navigate our life in general. uh And we know what we don't want to do. Yeah. So when you have enough avenues of I've done that, I know I don't want to do that again. Mm -hmm. The path, the next path is pretty clear. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even if it's uncharted.
0: So 15 years you've been on this property. How long have you been at this in total? When did you get started?
4: Um, Well, I first came out to Humboldt County on an invitation um, back in 92 or 3. It's a little foggy. Um, But yeah, so I first put my boots on the ground here 26, 7 years ago. Mm -hmm. And you, Mel?
2: Well, I moved out here with you. So that was 18 years ago. So Craig and I met in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, And we met at the Nomad.
4: Yes, on the east side of Milwaukee. On the east side
2: of Milwaukee during Harley Fest. Uh And Craig had a bike and asked me for a ride. and um,
4: She couldn't resist.
2: I took the ride. (laughs) (laughs) And a year later, um, Craig and I were in a little white pickup truck moving out here. Yeah. that was it. I love it. So you were out here
0: and then you left and you made your way to Wisconsin?
4: Exactly. I I took a, a bit of a Humboldt sabbatical. For a few reasons. And one of them was to get my knees operated on. I was in my 20s. I was chasing a ski career and doing a lot of that and uh, went back to kind of my roots back in Wisconsin Mm -hmm. to a a situation where I could get a job and insurance. So I spent pretty much a year there, got my knees operated on. Found yourself a wife. Found myself (laughs) a (laughs) wife.
2: And, uh, yeah. I don't we, know if he was looking for a wife, but I think he found, yeah. Yeah. He found a good one. Yeah.
4: I knew the minute she walked out of that bar.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> That's did. That's so classy. I love that, though. <laughs> he did. I did. I yeah, did. Yeah,
4: it was did. just, I. we were together from that moment on every day. Mm-hmm.
0: That's yeah. great.
2: That is yeah. a good story. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah,
0: 18 years. Well, and you can just tell, like, you... When you have that good rhythm and you just can support each other and be great partners, I think that you have to be able to do that to keep what I'm seeing here mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. and operating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like we were talking a bit ago, you know, it's four miles yep. up a crazy, mm-hmm. windy Interesting dirt road. I mean, I grew up on dirt roads, yeah. but I was like, "Yeah, no, nothing like this." Yeah, it's different. But yeah, and like when you're here, you truly are. You are off the grid. You are by yourself, and having two daughters. I mean, that's seems mm-hmm. like it can be a challenge to to manage it all and keep your sanity sometimes.
4: Definitely, I'll let you speak to that.
2: Ma. Oh well, I don't think I want to go down that road exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's um. It's a blessing and it's a curse, you know, and um, having that solitude and having nature so in your space and so in your face without distractions is it's been one of the greatest gifts, I think, for all of us um, to really come to know yourself and come to know what's important to you. And it's a privilege to have an opportunity to be in this space and to live this lifestyle. But it's also a choice because you really, in a lot of ways, you know, we chose to be here and we're choosing to be here. With that choice comes, you know, compromise and surrender in some aspects of your life. Yeah. You know, and I think that we are feeling at this point that we've made some good choices because we're starting to see a really beautiful reflection come back. Yeah. And that I think is felt when we're on our property and we're we're in the property and sharing it with people. Mm -hmm. You know, you're starting to really feel like, wow, there there really is a lot of love here. Yeah. Yeah, And
4: and, you know, it's kind of amazing coming out of the green closet with legalization has helped us open the gates Mm -hmm. to our farm. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that does bring out some emotion Yeah, because we've had all this hard work for so many years. And only been able to share it with our inner subculture yeah. of Southern Humboldt and um, a very tight-knit group of people that you allow and you love and you trust to come to your place.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: We're, now we're able to open the gate and we're able to have someone like you come up and do an interview in our front yard with... You know, yeah, and our kids you, next to us, our, and our kids, and, right? Yeah, yeah, and
0: yeah, talking about cannabis in front of young exactly. people, <gasps> you know, right,
4: <laughs> right, right, and and it's nice hearing from people when they step onto our place to tell us what it's like because we we almost lose that being here day day to day, mm-hmm. and um, we enjoy sharing. It's mm-hmm. it's probably been the most amazing part of it at all is is engaging with. People on our farm
2: mm-hmm. right. and I guess it's a little you know surprising at moments for all of us that people are so interested because it's yes. it's just our life, <laughs> right, you know, and so when people are you know they show interest and then they show like genuine interest, you're kind of like, wow this is this is interesting to them, I guess I, I mean, Sure, I'll show you the garden or I'll show, you know, and, yeah. and then you realize like, wow, I, this is different than, I guess, the way most people are living. You well, know, yes, which, uh,
0: you know, most people are going up and down the aisles and buying food out of boxes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and you, you have a completely off the grid maintained, sen- uh, you know, system. You're using regenerative farming. Mm-hmm. You're teaching your kids Right. Important life skills. Right. And yeah, most people aren't getting that no. stuff. They've got their faces buried in, mm-hmm. kids have their faces buried in the iPad or on, uh, you know, some terrible stuff on YouTube and just. Like not being out and engaged with the mm-hmm. world and nature.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, we, we definitely have the iPads and mm-hmm. we have a grocery store that we We visit. shop aisles. Yes, we shop aisles. There's aisles. aisles. <laughs> but but there's a it balance balances. to it and and mm-hmm. there is the time to unplug and there is the time to put our hands in the soil and, you know, harvest our potatoes like we were doing today to get mm-hmm. us through the winter or our apples that – Need to be made into you know jam and and juices and so forth, but
2: but it's a different appreciation yeah. though, and I think that's what you're you're maybe alluding to if I can yeah. say that you yeah. know is that we understand how much work goes into get those strawberries to that store, right? And we know how much energy it takes for you know for all of these processes to happen because we're just a little bit part of a process,
4: right? And yeah. usually we find that ours tastes better.
0: <laughs> yes, well, and I also have to say that living somewhere where we didn't have so much fresh food. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was in ranching. I grew up in ranching country. And when I was a girl, you know, you eat a lot of vegetables and stuff that come out of a can. Mm -hmm. And there's other things on the ingredient list that you can't necessarily pronounce and you don't know what it is. And I think that when you are in an environment like this and you you know exactly what's going into the food that you're eating, then when you go to the store, you probably read labels. Right. You know, you make sure that you're not buying things with high fructose corn syrup in them. Right. Living like this makes you more mindful in so many more areas of your life. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. And you know, it makes me it makes me think of choices, you know, that you're saying, you know, that was your choice. That was your option. And when you see it from a different perspective, you start realizing that there's different choices when it comes to things. And so now you can go into a grocery store and see the, quote, conventional, mm-hmm. and then, quote, the organic, right? And so that comes down to whether it's our food that we're talking about or even talking about our cannabis. Mm-hmm. There's choices in these products that are coming out to the market. Absolutely. And it's neat to have those choices. It's, it's a privilege to have those choices and to get that out to other people like there's a choice yeah. You know?
0: Well, and, and two, with the regulation of cannabis, now someone can go into the store mm-hmm. and say, I'm looking for right. a daytime mm-hmm. option, or I need something for sleep, mm-hmm. or I need something for my anxiety. Where before you just got whatever was given to you and you might not even know what it was called, and right. you figured out how it made you feel mm-hmm. after you mm-hmm. used it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and Very in, well said. in
4: addition to that, you you have so many choices now because now you can shop uh the dempier farms mm-hmm. you know the farms that are dempier certified like we are and many
0: Now explain that to me
4: Yeah so we're a dragonfly earth medicine certified and Josh and Kelly from that founded Dra- dragonfly earth medicine realized early on that there wasn't a certification for cannabis mm-hmm. because organic certification is a you know federally uh, regulated certification so they came up with one as a baseline and you need to match certain criteria uh, provide some closed loops education back into your community um, you know uh, best practices and nice. and um, uh, and 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 it gives it gives a baseline for a consumer consumer to Mm -hmm. walk in and see that dragonfly seal Mm -hmm. and know that they're what they're getting. Right. Got it.
0: Okay, I'll need to include links to their their stuff on the show notes, too. So other people can.
4: Yeah. Educate themselves on it so they can be looking for it. Yeah, Right. Mm -hmm. And Soulful is a big supporter. Soulful is one of our dispensary partners in Sebastopol. And Eli, the owner of that shop, is uh, sources almost all dragonfly Earth Medicine certified mm-hmm. or biodynamic, mm-hmm. Demeter certified. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some of his base criteria. Um, so when you walk into a shop like that, you know that almost anything that falls into your your bag or your basket mm-hmm. is gonna be good yeah. quality but also certified so there's a baseline of mm-hmm. an understanding of what you're getting
2: yeah and just being able to have that option of buying and supporting a farm that's values match your values yes and that's Which important, is that's so important, important to some people for women well yeah.
0: especially for women like mm-hmm. I've been in marketing for almost 20 years or 20 years mm-hmm. you know you you want to capture an emotion with someone right and whenever you're advertising to them and As media gets more sophisticated, so do consumers. We've learned that you have to be trusted by Mm -hmm. the consumer. And so it's like, how do you, now it's not like, how do I get their attention? It's like, how do I build trust with this person? Right. Right. And that's really important for female shoppers. And, you know, you guys produce some of my favorite flour, And that was one of the things when I first went into Soulful when they were building it, where I was like, this is going to be so nice because I will be able to Refer someone to that dispensary and feel good that right. anything they get mm-hmm. is going to exactly. be okay for them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. going to be their willingness to experiment to find w- how it works best for them. Right. But I know I'm not going to feel like an a hole by right. referring them to their, you mm-hmm. know to that establishment. It,
4: it's part of their muddy shoe sourcing, they call it. Eli, before he even opened the shop, he had boots on the ground here and all the farms he's, he sources from. He's and a and smart dude. Yeah. yeah so that that building those relationships with farms and
2: farm families mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you know? you're creating an intimacy too yeah and i think that's really important because this medicine is intimate it's yeah. very intimate for the individual it's intimate for the people that are buying it for other individuals mm-hmm. you know and you want that that feeling that emotion that trust that comes with that intimacy and you can get that when you're you're, when the people that you are, the, you know, the dispensaries that are representing you are actually here, eating mm-hmm. with you, drinking with you, spending time with you and your family on your farm, that's real. Yeah. You know, and you can, you can feel that authentic feeling, I think, when you go into those dispensaries that keep that as a priority.
4: Right. And then the other thing that's really helpful for consumers is Instagram these days. I mean, by giving a follow to Alpenglow Farms on Instagram, mm-hmm. you get a window into our farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and our lifestyle yeah
2: and mm-hmm. I think that's more what it is it's you that's definitely huge. are doing education but I think that it's it's yeah it's a window into
0: yeah a world you know and that's been a difficult thing for me you know I manage my own social media plus client social media mm-hmm. and and so a lot of times at the end of the day mine is the one that suffers because I'm like, I don't even care what I'm doing. Right. No, Nobody else is going to care. Like, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. But when you when I am doing an interview with someone, I go and check out their social feed to be like, OK, what's their vibe? Mm-hmm. What are they all about? Mm-hmm. Because you can't tell so much about a good brand, a, a, somebody who's truly being authentic. You mm-hmm. can tell
4: mm-hmm. a
0: lot about them by by checking that out.
4: For us, we we made a choice that Glow Farms is our one and only, and we made a choice a while back that what you know. First, we were like, okay, it's only going to be farm things, and then it's like, well, that's not the full
2: because this full isn't view. our farm. You know, it's this family is too. what's that?
3: It's family too.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: This is our homestead.
3: Yeah,
0: you
2: know, this is where my children were born, where they were raised. You know, and how could we not include that because that's not separate from our farm? Right. That's you know, completely it's,
4: part of the story. Yeah, it's, when someone sees. Us growing potatoes at the you know in the root zone of our cannabis plants, and we're eating that as a family. They're going, okay. So there's obviously no pesticides, there's no fungicides, there's you know yeah. nothing harmful because the family's eating. Yeah, they're feeding from the this soil. To their kids. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's real like that blows away any certification,
2: <laughs>
0: right? Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, how was that? with, you know, as the girls are growing up and becoming aware, obviously, you know, they became aware before January of this year. Mm-hmm. How how did you keep cannabis as such a, you know, this is just a way of life. How did you normalize that for them and get them to be a part of it and understand?
4: Well, one thing we should probably back up for a second is we've had Prop 215 sure. for t- 20 22 years. years. Oh, yeah. Right? Gosh. Yeah. Time yeah. flies. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, our kids are, you know, our oldest daughter, Mihaela, is 12. So- You know, that's been around forever. Yeah. Essentially, when you're talking about a life And I feel
0: like people were still, though, you know, a little bit in the cannabis closet with Prop 215. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it was like, okay, it's legal, but like, you know, I didn't know how farmers felt.
2: Yeah. Yeah, And I think every farmer is different. Every family is different. What works for some families don't work for others. And you have to just honor and respect those differences. I feel that Craig and I always wanted to be completely open about who we are to our children at all times. And so if we can't be our authentic selves in front of our children, then we maybe need to look at our authentic selves. Yes. And so it was always normal. It was always a part of our life because we feel comfortable with what we're doing. We feel comfortable with the life that we're giving them.
4: And that's the, farm, that's the farming and the living with it on the farm aspect of yeah. it. That's mm-hmm. the walking past a plant. That's mm-hmm. the, you know, the nurturing and caring. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think in just the honest education, what we yeah. learn about cannabis, we pass along to our children. So they also are understanding and learning it, you know, as we are.
4: Yeah, we we openly have talked about, you know, the the, I guess, you know, we could go down the wormhole a little bit. And that is, you know, cannabis being a gateway drug.
0: That Mm -hmm. is tackling all the stigmas. Exactly.
4: Because Mm -hmm. let's say they do try cannabis at some point and they're like, whoa, I'm not addicted. I'm not these -hmm. other things. Well, what else were they not honest about heroin and all these other things? That's the same. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not right. So we've Mm -hmm. been very clear with the differences Mm -hmm. and the telling of the truth Mm -hmm. about the effects of all these different things.
2: But there was a definite conversation when we did the Emerald magazine. Yes. And it was a d- conversation you girls are more than welcome to talk about that, but that was a conversation going so here we are. This isn't a Southern Humboldt safe community where, you know, we love and support each other. This is going to be going out there. And how do you both feel about that? And that was a real conversation for our family mm-hmm. because we wanted to make sure that they were okay with the world knowing. Right. Because that's a big step. Yeah. Mahayla, how did you
0: feel about that?
3: Uh, to be honest, I don't remember much. It's a little blurry, but, um... That was a year ago? Yeah. Did um, your friends,
0: did, I mean, did your friends see it, or did you show it to your friends? Um, were you proud of it? A few people
3: it? in my class, um, saw the magazine and they were wondering about it, and I told them that our family does have a cannabis cannabis farm, and they, they said their dad did too, which was really great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice
0: to find your tribe, <laughs> even at school, yeah. right? What grade are you in? I'm in seventh. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are those are the tricky years too. Up until February, I was living in like a basement unit below my friend who was a single mom with two teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through the tween stage with one of them, and I'm like, there's a lot happening in that age group, and you know, yeah. and it's so important for them to be armed with mm-hmm. the right information and feel empowered to speak about mm-hmm. things so that they can squash stigma or they can mm-hmm. make sure that their friends don't make bad decisions. Or,
2: and I think because we've always been honest, but they, this is just our lifestyle, that they could feel confident and secure within themselves about this lifestyle. So they didn't have to feel weird about mm-hmm. Anything deeper than like, okay, well, here we go. I'll answer the question, but to them, I think they realize that it's more than just cannabis i mean,
4: yeah, right and and I think you know, Josephine, did you have an experience with that too?
3: Um, I don't think so
4: when when the magazine came out did
3: didn't
0: your friend see it? I don't think so okay mm-hmm.
4: um, and you know some of the conversation when we before we did that photo shoot was, you I know remember uh, that cover, yeah. And you know, other girls gonna be you know in the garden or whatever. And and if, if I remember right, Josephine was in the pumpkin patch. Yeah. And Mahela was in the dahlia garden.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. So, what all do y'all have out here? What all are you growing?
4: Just about everything. Um, we have blueberries. Beets. What else do we? What you name what everything you can think of, Josephine.
3: Um, potatoes, beets. Um, mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, pumpkins, squash, zucchinis, um, zucchinis.
2: Any tomatoes?
3: Yes, tomatoes.
2: Any herbs?
4: Yes. Lots
2: of herbs. What are you guys cooking today?
3: Um, potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes. Yes.
2: Purple potatoes. We have a lot of potatoes at the farm this year. Yeah, we've a few buckets. <laughs> well, it's that it's the right it's the time, right? It is. Well, the farm.
4: potatoes are part of our bartering too. <laughs> we, yeah. we traded some. About twenty pounds of potatoes for some cow manure yesterday to Yeah,
2: we did that, didn't yeah.
4: Yeah, to close <laughs> yeah. some close some loops on the farm. That's part of what we try to do. We don't we don't wanna go out and purchase inputs. We yeah. try to build relationships in our community and and close loops where we can. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: And so right now you've all the plants are up because it's harvest. So we're all in the next phase. So, right now, you're getting the soil ready for right We're the next soil round.
4: building and building cover crops. And we also have um, our next planting of like uh, the girls were harvesting some green beans today and potatoes. And we have some radishes we need to pull. And this summer, this late fall, autumn, we're having, we're going to be able to plant some more uh, yes. root crops as well.
0: Very nice. Mm. So, girls, what's your favorite part of living out here?
3: Um, my favorite is probably the view. It's pretty ma- amazing. <laughs> the view. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great.
0: It is a great view. Yeah. Not too shabby. What about you, Josephine?
3: Um, That we have, like, so much food that we are able to just, like, pick things out of the garden and just eat them for dinner.
2: I love that. Yeah, that, that once again, that's privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone has an opportunity to have space and land to grow food yeah you know and so it really is um it's quite a gift when you have an opportunity to be able to put a seed in the ground and watch it grow it's like it's like magic yeah it is isn't it hmm mm-hmm. well and melanie you are a wonder woman you know
0: when you when <laughs> i had to send did you girls hear that i think my daughter <laughs> <laughs> <to> hear that. <laughs> well when you sent me when i was like okay send me the bios You've got so much going on. You're back in school again. You're working on, you're getting a master's in what? What Sociology. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Mm -hmm. tell me when you aren't, when you aren't being a a (laughs) cannabis farmer and raising two beautiful daughters, what what are you, what are you doing? Getting a master's in, in psychology, Mm, sociology, sociology, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to school. So I went back to school when my daughters were old enough. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I did. I went back to school and I got a degree in communication. And I just wanted to keep going because I really appreciate and and respect the information that um, is available. Yeah. And um, and so yeah, I'm just going for my master's, and I'm gonna you know see where it leads me. But just but you're like
0: yeah, be a better human, being able to be a better communicator and connector. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, try to understand some of these social structures and constructs that we find ourselves in and try to shift paradigms. I mean, it's just really interesting information because, you know, even thinking about just the cannabis in the thoughts around the cannabis. And this is a social construct, how we feel about it. And now we're seeing, it's evidence that 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 structure, those constructs are changing. And so we're looking at cannabis different. So if we can just use, you know, that's just an example of what... What sh- what information and knowledge can do, yeah, and how it can shift a consciousness around something that was once demonized, absolutely, is now celebrated. I mean, ah, oh, well, and it's it,
0: beautiful, and it is the power of information and connection and communication, and because mm-hmm. it is, I mean, it's like these constructs were built mm-hmm. by us, yep. so they can be destroyed and rebuilt, absolutely. by us, absolutely, and they have to be, and yeah. And you know the the consciousness of this planet is in mm-hmm. process of raising and right. I think that's where we find ourselves right now with everything going on in politics mm-hmm. and all these crazy things happening around the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know all that muck has to come up to the surface before we can Right. see it to
2: get rid of it once and for all, you know? You know and it takes whether whether it's cannabis, it's its walls being built, I mean it's war what if there's a shift in consciousness, right? It takes brave souls. It takes very courageous human beings to put themselves out there. And cannabis coming out as cannabis is, is not big, can, you know, compared to most things. But it's it takes a lot of courage to go. You know what? Let's just be honest about our beautiful life and. There's going to be pressures. There's going to be flack. There's going to be kickback from a lot of individuals. But think about it, Craig. Think about it, Mahalo and Josie. In 100 years from now, it won't be a big deal anymore, hopefully. Yeah. And how rad is that going to be for so many people that they'll be going, can you believe that people were imprisoned yeah. over this? Uh-huh. Can you believe that people were kicked out of families because, you know, and and so let us be brave about it. You know, I mean, I get super emotional. Yes. But it really is that moment. And it was for us last November. Like if we don't go out there and show the world that there are amazing, loving, good human beings that are not only growing this, but using this and supporting this and, and open to the knowledge and open to sharing that knowledge, who's going to do it? I yeah. mean, well, that, that to be able to be
4: proud to be a cannabis farmer and for my daughters to be proud. This is so much damn hard work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's no joke. Yeah. It's sunrise, to sunset, sleepless nights. It, mm-hmm. And sleepless nights are coming from compliance mm-hmm. and coming, you mm-hmm. know, all the regs changing on you. Um, and to be able to be proud of it and to be able to share it is absolutely amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think y'all are doing a fantastic job. And you're very inspiring. I'm so glad. And girls, I know you'd probably rather be down there making your potatoes.
4: At their little survival camp down by the pond.
0: Yes. But I appreciate you sitting here and and talking with me and listening and hearing everything your super smart mom is saying because (laughs) she is so spot on. She is. Y'all are very lucky girls. I'm sure
2: you know that. Yeah, we're yes. pretty lucky, though, too. We've got some great kids, and we're just thankful that
4: we're still we're we're thankful we're still here and we're still doing what we're doing. Yes, you know, so much, you know, so much talk of industry and facility. This isn't an industry or facility to us. This mm-hmm. is our life. Mm-hmm. This is our our home, and this is our existence. And you know, we're not at a point where we're making money we're making a living Mm -hmm. and that's all we're going to do for a while.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. And that's always important. I, I've been talking about that with everyone. I've been interviewing on this road trip, you know, they're like, I'm just hoping we break even this year. Like, you know, what everybody thinks cannabis is Mm -hmm. the industry. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy to provide a platform so that we can showcase the normalcy of it. I mean, I grew up on a ranch in West Texas and, and, you know it's not cannabis mm-hmm. but it's the same lifestyle right my dad you know during calving season coming to wake one of us up mm-hmm. or like girls i need help delivering a calf mm-hmm. who wants to go with me right right and you know us taking turns getting up and going with our dad in the middle of the night to help deliver a calf or mm-hmm. you know having to feed early in the morning or mm-hmm. my dad's friend was like oh you have great soil for watermelons. And mm-hmm. we're like, no, 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 please, please, please don't. Mm-hmm. And he plants watermelons. Right. So then in the summer, that's our job. We're <laughs> yeah, picking watermelons. That's great. So, you know, I, I can totally appreciate what you're doing and where you're coming from and, and your vision. And as we are seeking legalization across the country, like I hope I have a lot of listeners in Texas and, mm-hmm. and in the Midwest. And it's just like, I want them to hear this mm-hmm. and understand that it's no different than these right. corn farmers or right. anything else.
2: Well, you know, I think that there's just it's 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 the media. And thank goodness that there's, you know, um, different sources and different lenses that, you know, partake in media and they explain things. But it's, you know, there's there is a definitely a lens at how people view growers and pot farmers and drug dealers, you know, the, the, it's it's out there already, and so the only way that you're going to be able to shift it is if you show that it's not all like that. Yeah, and it's the same thing with it. Doesn't matter what it is. There's farming. You know, there's there's farmers that are definitely demonized, and then you go out to another farm, and. It's the same crop and the same same everything, but it's it's celebrated. It's showing that there's a difference. There's an A to a Z yeah. in cattle farmers. There's an A to a Z in corn. There's an A to Z in cannabis, you yeah. know, and you can go to different farms and get a totally different view, a totally different way of growing, of harvesting, of processing, of, you know, and just showing consumers. It's yeah. showing an audience, showing people that are just interested that there's all different ways that people are doing this. Yeah. But there are really good humans out there that are farmers. Yeah.
0: And you know what, that's a good segue when Craig gets back. I want, I do want y'all to kind of talk through this regenerative farming mm-hmm. and kind of how you decided this is the way we want to do it, but just kind of in layman's terms for somebody what that all means. Right. Most people they go and they pick up their fertilizers and things like that from Mm -hmm. the grocery store Mm -hmm. and you know and then Mm -hmm. that's the terrible stuff that Mm -hmm. gets sold on the black market that you know we shouldn't be ingesting and so regenerative farming is the antithesis of that right
2: you know and what's it is and and it's it's really what's interesting is that we can go back to any sort of farming though it's a convention and it's it's a mindset people have been so it's indoctrinated into what we believe how you farm things is that you do this and you do this and you do this. And if that doesn't work, well, then you just throw this on there. And if that doesn't work, you throw this on there, you know, and it's stepping back and going, okay, are we, are we, we're, you know, we're, We're manipulating nature in a sense of what we're doing, but we've gone a step further and now we're just dominating it. And we're just trying to kill everything else around it so we can just focus on this one thing. And we've taken out all of the energy and the synergy around it. Yeah. And so I think the regenerative movement is you can't I mean, that's just a commodified word at this point. You know, it's just you're going back to the way that things have grown naturally for right. thousands and thousands of years, yeah, and I think as humans, I think we're just trying to go. How can we do this without messing anything up around us? Yeah, yeah, you know, how do we do that? Because yeah. we, we, we as humans have a way of, kind of, yeah,
0: just wrecking
2: mother nature. Okay, Nature's so yeah, you're going to say it, yeah, just you know when mm-hmm. it's like if you just let things be, she'll show you how to do it. Yeah, you know, well, and I
0: do think that there is a level of science and education that needs to happen Mm -hmm. to understand. I guess it's a lot like the entourage effect in cannabis. Mm -hmm. It's like these cannabinoids and these terpenes, Mm -hmm. when they work in harmony, Mm -hmm. this is how you're going to feel. Right. And so it's finding out, okay, like, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. What can I plant to Mm -hmm. put nitrogen back in this soil? And so, you know, figuring out... What are those things that are going to feed the soil while they're also feeding us?
2: You know, but you need to be able to talk about what you're doing openly to get that knowledge sometimes. Yeah. You know, and so when you are closed and silenced, it's hard to access that knowledge authentically because you're so afraid of being prosecuted. And Mm -hmm. so coming out, you're able to connect now with this whole new group of individuals that have this knowledge that you know that you wanted and you were ready for, but you couldn't access because the ceiling's yeah. closed, the, mm-hmm. the door's locked, you know, you couldn't get to it. And now, you know, you have soil scientists coming in and water scientists coming in and, you know, you're talking to other farmers that are not cannabis farmers, but they're farmers and they're going, oh, well, you know what I've used, you're going. Oh my goodness! Well, thank. You. Okay, this works. Yeah. And now we're all on the same wavelength. We're all you know on the same platform. Form almost so that we can openly access this knowledge and pick each other's brains of what yeah. works and what doesn't work. But you couldn't do that before.
0: Yeah, that is crazy. So how long have, when did y'all shift into this, you know, regenerative format?
2: Well, it's been definitely a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's just the small, It's it's been the slow transfer. And I think what...
3: It's more of a building of soil, like over the years.
2: Yeah. Well, that yes, but when we could legally, in the sense, come out, we could put our roots literally in the ground. Yeah. You couldn't do that before because you were inside a forest. Yeah. In pots. Got it. Waiting any single moment. Yeah. For it to be taken. Right. So, when when it finally was accepted. And we were no longer going to be federally prosecuted for it. We were able to establish our roots permanently in the ground. And that's when the regenerative movement for us, I feel, started. That's a double entendre. Like being able to like firmly plant your roots as a
0: family in this industry and being able to literally plant the roots in the ground.
2: Yes. We didn't have to worry about moving Mm -hmm. the smart pots. Yeah. You know, because we could we could. We could finally relax and go. You know what? We live here, and this apple tree belongs here just as much as this belongs here, just as much as I belong here. Yeah. And we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to hide in the forest. We don't have to hide. You know. Yeah. Come here, puppy. T- Taco is this it? Well, we do call him Taco, but his official name is Taku. Taku. But for some <laughs> reason, it Taku. <laughs> Taco is <Taco's> better. Taco. <laughs> <laughs> turned into taco which turned into taco shell which has turned into taquito which has turned into i don't know taki
3: i want to name taki after the food which is really neat.
2: well i think that
0: it's the cutest thing because all pets end up having you know 50 names which is really yeah it's the more names the more love they have right Girls, will y'all take a picture of us and with Taco and stuff at at some point so that I can add Taco to the uh, show notes. Oh, so cute! <laughs> oh, good job. Okay, see? sweet. sweet. See face,
2: though,
0: well, I'll get one in a minute, but I at least got all of y'all. Sweet. All right. Hi. I'm gonna
4: get another chair. I have one on the. Eli, oh, mm-hmm. long time mm-hmm. no see. Yeah. I'll, I'll get money. another chair. Yeah. So up oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I've
0: been, you know, cruising all over Humboldt the That's last awesome. few days. Yeah, cool. Nice
2: to meet you, Melanie. Oh, well, hey. Hi, I'm Jen. Hi, nice
0: to, nice to meet you. Jen, Chelsea? Chelsea. Nice to meet you. I'm Joanna. Hi, Jen. Hi, nice to meet you. What nice hey, are, are, are you guys
2: doing? You guys are going up we're north? We're cruising up
1: to Arcata. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so I gave Craig calls. Yeah. Up, swing by.
2: What are you guys doing up in Arcata?
1: Oh, a little party we're going to for one of the um, brands we work with. Cool. We to have
0: yeah, uh, i was in arcada this morning <laughs> <laughs> eli and his entourage have from soulful have arrived they just happen to be in the neighborhood so eli do you want to have a uh an impromptu visit with us <laughs> So, yeah, so Eli with uh, Soulful and Jen, Chelsea, okay, so Jen and Eli are with Soulful, right? Yeah. Okay, He's Chelsea's, are okay.
1: Out, fam,
0: part of the Soulful family. You've got to have a microphone to talk on the show, Eli. Cool. Yeah. Okay, there you go. All right. So hey, we want
4: to welcome you guys to Glow. This is like turning into such a little party. This is yeah. a blast. Thank you for having us. Yeah. yeah this is your first Mike. time up here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Thank it? you so much for having
4: us. How was that dirt
1: road?
2: <laughs> An adventure. It was great. I like your
1: uh, your little uh, trick you did. Yeah. We had, we had a nice show on the way up from yeah. uh, Craig. I like the showmanship. Doing uh, bike tricks. <laughs> <laughs> that Are, went off.
4: The little jump on the corner. <laughs> yeah.
0: I got that too. Uh, that yeah. always makes me a little nervous, but I was like, all right, yeah. there you go. You, you
1: could tell he's a champ.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, <laughs> Alpine Glow Farms cannabis can be found at Soulful Dispensary. That's where I was first introduced to it.
4: Right on. Yeah, we were talking about the muddy suit, so- muddy shoe sourcing, and uh, earlier on we were talking about that. And we were talking about how almost all your flower is either dempure certified or it's demeter certified. Mm-hmm. And maybe you want to reflect a little bit on on what you what your sourcing means and.
1: Yeah. When we started out, we really wanted to we really started with the mission of let's find the best cannabis products in California. So that um started through just meeting people and getting to know folks and going down a lot of dirt roads and um and meeting different farms and trying all kinds of products and seeing how people were doing it. And from that, you know, that kind of journey, it was really clear after visiting dozens and dozens of farms and seeing everything that folks who were using regenerative practices taking care of the land where they cultivate and the people um, on the farms and just these regenerative practices were producing the purest, cleanest, best products. Um, And so that brought me to Alpenglow. And I remember, you know, when I first got here, you could just, the minute you walked onto the farm, you can feel kind of the purity of the product. Um, I mean, just the tranquility of being up here in Humboldt County and how pure the ecosystem is. And then the way that folks like Craig Farmer, they really work with the land and with nature to produce um, the super premium product, um, it was just clear from all the travel that this was really um, the most amazing cannabis out there and was going to have the, the best effects for the folks who use it. Um, I
4: remember that first visit. I went down to the bottom of the hill and picked you up on my four-wheeler. And, and we were... We were <laughs> I was just Welcome, Welcome? I was just telling him Humble that County. story. He said, hop on. And yeah, uh, hop on, hang yeah, on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we spoke a little bit uh, on that ride and now we're identifying what... This area is, and that's the the Benbow Appellation. And we were talking about those microclimates on the way up, and how you could feel those. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you can you know, feel the microclimates.
1: It was striking. Like we, I remember we pulled up at certain different elevations, and you could feel just the the air was different. Um, I mean, it was you really could feel those microclimates as we took that first little ATV ride up. Um, that was a blast. Was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> But I immediately felt safe. I knew I was in good hands with Craig (laughs) on the ATV.
0: (laughs) I was in a car last night going to the property that's across from you with the kid had a headlight out on his car and is just screaming up this road. And I was like, you know what? I normally don't get nervous, but I'm going to tell you I'm nervous right Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) I know you know this road like the back of your hand, but Mm -hmm. I can only see half of it right now. It's amazing. So we were kind of talking and wanted to transition into discussing the whole regenerative movement. And for someone who isn't a part of the cannabis culture, and we want them to understand why it's important that they find products with that certification.
4: Yeah. So if you were to look up what regenerative farming means, or agriculture, it means the concept of sequestering of carbon and closing of loops. Um, so for us, what that means living in Uh, The other label to our farm would be a agroforestry model, um, a farm within the forest and working with that, working with the shadows, the sunny areas and planting what's appropriate in those spaces, Mm -hmm. even when it comes to cannabis. You know, that's why we have bred our coyote blue to be what it is. We have amazing sun here. Um, As you can see, we face Mm -hmm. east by south. We get amazing sun. But then... Uh, about October 1st, the mountain here that we're up against mm-hmm. starts blocking that sun. So we started breeding our strains to come in earlier and earlier and earlier and sourcing anything uh, of a genotype that would do that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the coyote blue came along. So the coyote blue can go up on that big flat area where we were harvesting those potatoes. Uh-huh. And because that is well and done by, you know, September 15th. And for us this year, um, all of our strains were in before that first rain. Mm -hmm. Wow. So we're pretty much completely done by October 1st. Wow. Um, And if we have some of the other uh, cultivars that we use, uh, they would go in our light up situations where we're forcing them to flower and come in earlier Mm -hmm. um, with that deprivation process. So we can still grow the sativas the longer... um, uh, Grow um, cycle, grow cycle of those strains with like um, our blue diamonds, which is one of our you know it's uh, a, a strain that we source, but we sure love and it really works well with our our tawar here.
0: Now you said blue diamond, but don't you have a diamond skittles too? Yeah, or well, did you?
4: Yeah, well, as time went on, you know that came from dying breed and um, okay. third gen family and. With the laws and everything, we just really didn't feel comfortable marketing something anymore as Skittles. Got it. So I communicated with Shiloh, the breeder, mm-hmm. wanted to show respect to him and honor his breeding and his name. You know, we came up with the name Blue Diamonds with a Z at the end. Okay. Um. So that's... That's where good that...
0: trivia. I'm glad <laughs> to know that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So we have that one that was kind of renamed through that process. And then we have a hybrid of uh, the Fruit Loops from Huckleberry Hill Farms. Um, and Lady Sativa did some breeding with that last year. Rio, He's just down our ridge line here in Benbo, And he bred it with one of his cultivars. And now uh, that is going out to market as FL 2.0. And that was part of Eli's influence on the naming.
1: Yeah, Fruit Loops 1.0 was, our, was the most popular strain we've ever had in the history of Soulful. Uh, we still have people who come in asking for it, um, and we pretty much got, I think, got everything you had last year of that and sold through it all, and it was, like, incredibly popular. Um, so we're really looking forward to FL 2.0, and uh, I know... All the Fruit Loops it sounds fans. like a really good movie. Yeah, all, all the yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's a sequel, and and all the uh, yeah, the uh, the Fruit Loops fans are are patiently waiting. So well, and not only that, that, and
0: I've got mine today, so
1: I'm
4: excited <laughs> yeah. to try that when exactly. I get home. Exactly, and and not only the sequel, but we have the sequel and the 3D glasses that go with it. In the in the means, <laughs> you can shop the other side of the store. Finally. Yeah. we've Eli's helped us partner with Chemistry mm-hmm. the award-winning extraction company so now you can get the blue diamonds uh trident blood orange kush and what else do we have with them oh and charlie girl yeah all okay. in all in cartridge tincture and crystalline and we're also going to be doing hopefully a, a limited release of mm-hmm. the FL2.0 with Eli and yeah. Chemistry
1: yeah and and really When I tried the chemistry products, to me, it was one of the first cartridges I felt really was kind of an amplified expression of the flower. And so I know Craig and I talked a lot about it'd be awesome to see an Alpenglow cartridge, but it really needed to be something that um, would do justice to the quality of the flower itself and really Mm -hmm. kind of maintain the terpenes and the cannabinoids and be something that was pure and clean and and just kind of helped amplify that flower. And so that's where I'm really excited to see... Alp and Glow and chemistry, because I think that the way that those guys process and the quality of the cartridges is just unparalleled. So we're going to get some of the, I think the most amazing flower in what I think is one of the best cartridges out. And it's just going to be amazing. So I'm pretty excited to get um, all this on the shelf and people always want Alp and Glow and other delivery well, methods. So. I
0: feel like I've learned something new. I I have not tried chemistry's product before, so I'll be glad to try it, and now, you know, now I have this lens that I can really pay attention.
4: Yeah, I went, I went on a little uh, two-day outing, a motorcycle outing with a bunch of old-school Humboldt farmers, okay. and everyone was pulling out their flour, and their their oil that they happened to have at the time, And <clears throat> <Excuse me. clears throat> um, and I saved the chemistry pen for the end of the night, and they were rocked. <laughs> they couldn't believe the flavor. They were like, "Oh my goodness, this tastes like the flower." You know, they know a lot of these strains. Yeah, they know what they taste like in a joint, mm-hmm. and they were they couldn't believe it. They're all fans now, and it's it's hard to change the mind of somebody that's been growing in Humboldt since 1972. Yeah, that something is better or different. And oh yeah, they were fans.
0: Nice. So Melanie, what's your favorite strain that y'all grow? Hmm.
4: Probably
2: the Coyote Blue.
0: Craig, what's your favorite?
4: You know, if there was any time, anywhere, I had to pack my bag and hit the road. Mm-hmm. It would probably... If you're on
2: a deserted island with one on stray. Deserted island. Okay. That, I... that changes the question. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we just go got it more interesting. A little, like, even more kick. Um, uh,
2: but I would say
4: Coyote Blue. It has, for me and my body, it has. Uh, and an intelligence, I would say, or an on and off switch. If I need to sleep, it it lets me sleep. If mm-hmm. I want to have that uplift and lively conversation, it lets me have that. It has this slight pain-numbing feel of like maybe two Advil or three Advil if I have that stiff back from being in the car all afternoon. Uh huh. It's a do-it-all for me. If I had to pick one, that would be it. All
0: mm-hmm. right. Eli, what about you?
4: Desert Island.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I would say the
1: Coyote Blue too. It, it does this, what I, what I'd say would you share it is, is true. It really does kind of take you where you want to go. Body awareness. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that body awareness. Um, I feel like how you said it's intelligent. I, I did love the Clementine. That
4: oh yeah. That was
1: from last year's harvest. That yeah. was one of my favorites sativas we've ever had it. It's soulful. Well, well we good. we have, have, we have good. this yeah.
4: year. We have, you haven't tried it yet, but we have the, uh, orange marmalade. Nice. And that one is going to be similar to the Clementine, nice. I feel. That okay. came from our friends up at um, in Willow Creek mm-hmm. um, from Humboldt Medicine Man. Nice. And that's one of his personal uh, breeding projects that he's done up there. So we're really excited. We're one of the, I think, one of the first farmers to take it out and try it other than him. So. It's
0: exciting because, yeah, I like uh, Cowdy Blue and Clementine. Those are my, mm. I, I, w- I couldn't pick one. I'd have to have two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but since it's my question, in my deserted <laughs> island. <laughs> well, thank y'all for hanging out, and Eli, it was great to to be able to catch you for a minute. Is there any kind of parting words that you'd want to share with the listeners? To I know we've we've covered a lot, but if there's something that I didn't ask you that you really felt you know, that you I, wanted I'd to like share, I'd like to go
4: around to everybody and ask that question. But I think I think for me, it's the consumer needs to realize they have choices Mm -hmm. and they have choices with their, and I'm going to talk about not only choosing a flower, a certification behind the flower, but as far as who they're supporting and with us, they're supporting our family and our family farm. And that's important. And do our values align with their values um and do they feel good about what we're up to? And that's why we we started posting on our Instagram what we're doing when we're not having our fingers in the soil. You yeah, know? we're throwing the football with our daughters. We're surfing. You know, and mm-hmm. I I I feel that's important for people to realize how much power they have mm-hmm. when they walk into a shop. Mm-hmm. Melanie, yeah,
2: I think um I think it's just really important that the audience and the consumer understands that they if they have the privilege to have a choice, that they should make a choice that reflects their values and their morals. But at the end of the day, I, I really want people to know that they have access and there is good, clean cannabis available for mm-hmm. them and that there is a difference. And in my opinion, I think clean, organic, regenerative, biodynamic, what label else can we put on it is the best medicine for yeah. an individual. Yeah. And I hope that they have the opportunity and the time, the money, the the space, uh, an avenue to access that medicine. Yeah. yeah, and
4: sometimes drive a little further to get that. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's not at the neighborhood store. Sometimes that's a couple blocks away and maybe they want to buy two two of something so they don't have to go back. So fuck Yeah. It.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and people that are listening in a state where it's not legal. I hope that this inspires you to get involved in your local government and Mm -hmm. rattle cages and come out of the cannabis closet and Mm -hmm. have a voice so that you can have access to plants like this. Yeah.
4: And to that, um, we were invited to go on a speaking tour for the second year in a row. And this year it'll be in Redway, California. So we'll do a Humboldt stop. We're going to Vancouver, British Columbia, Ann Arbor, Michigan, And Portland, Maine. We're going to go all the way across the country um, speaking about regenerative cannabis farming and um, more of what this discussion was today on just ethics as well around the whole industry as it's forming. So we're going to be able to connect with people. Um, I want to go see people's farms and facilities and taste their produce. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It'll be fun.
0: Mm It will be fun. I'll make sure to get that info from you and put it in the show notes. Sounds good. people can... Learn more about it.
1: And I just want to say thank you to Casually Baked and Alvin Glow for letting me crash your podcast party. We love when you uh, crash your party. <laughs> so uh, thank you for letting me crash the party a little bit. Um, you know, I we really do feel like we have such a close, you know, relationship with, you know, folks like Craig and Melanie and get to work with. And we've been friends for a long time with Casually Baked. And it's great to, um, you know, get to hang out with you guys. And I think, you know, just like what Craig said, um, for us, it's really special to get to work with folks with so much intention and in what they do on the production side and then help share that with the world um, and really watch it, you know, make people healthier, happier people from the things they're consuming and then facilitate that kind of community between the mm-hmm. farms and the people who consume the products. And it's really beautiful to watch. And then our team getting to learn and getting to know the farmers and our customers. And it's this really beautiful kind of triangle Um of stakeholders we have and we really you know do our best to really make all those groups healthy happier people mm-hmm. and um it's really beautiful to watch and get to work with you guys so thanks mm-hmm. for having me and thanks again for letting me crash the party yeah
0: sure um, and if you've and- never been to Soulful Dispensary they do an excellent job of showcasing the farms and where everything comes from and where it's sourced and talking about the terroir and all of the, all the little things that make each plant and each flower unique and each product in your store. So kudos to you for building a beautiful brand. And thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's it is one of my favorite dispensaries that I've ever been in. So thank you, kudos. Yeah, on. Jen, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Next yeah, time I'm in Sebastopol, <laughs> yeah, I will <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop in. But yeah, thanks for hanging out with me, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for it. having us. Thank you.
4: And All right. I think we'll be a little more than casually baked a little later as the evening goes on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, I know. I'm like, now I'm ready to try that chemistry pin. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> <Nice. laughs> Seriously, are they great or what? I'm so grateful to live in a place where I know and trust who farms my cannabis flower. If you live in a legal state and don't know the origins of the bud you consume, I hope you're inspired to change that. If you're a growing enthusiast or green thumb looking to up your gardening game, you'll appreciate the Glow Tour. After porch time, we took a walk around the property and I captured some video of Craig explaining various regenerative practices in play around the farm. Head over to the podcast 64 show notes at casuallybaked.com to discover more. You'll also be able to find those videos on my Casually Baked YouTube channel. And since it's holiday season, I have some unsolicited advice for any of you still struggling to find the perfect gift for the athlete, entrepreneur, High achiever, or even the teens and tweens in your life. Drop the badass gift of knowledge on someone you love this holiday season by gifting a personalized wellness roadmap. And before you finish that eye roll, let me explain. I'm in the thick of it right now. David Krantz is my certified epigenetic coach specializing in nutritional genomics and the endocannabinoid system. I know. It's a fucking mouthful. But through these set of genetic panels that I purchased, I've learned exactly what my body needs to optimize my life and create healthy habits in all areas, from my cannabis consumption to food and supplements, sleep and exercise. And the coaching calls with David have helped me integrate what I'm learning, but also figure out ways that it can work with my lifestyle. You know, most of us have something in our family history that we're a little bit worried about, something that just kind of sits in the back of our head and always kind of nags at us. And a lot of parents that I know and coach, they consistently worry about potential adverse side effects of their kids experimenting with cannabis at a young age. Personally, I have a history of addiction and dementia in my family. And I have used cannabis consistently for over 20 years. If I could have a personal roadmap for living my best life, I wanted that. And I was willing to make changes based on what I learned, even if it meant giving up cannabis. Fortunately, I learned cannabis works well with my body and my style of consumption is A-OK for me. If you want to feel empowered to make changes or just appreciate some peace of mind, I hope you'll reach out to David for a free consultation. If you decide to move forward, you'll get a discount for being a member of the Casually Baked tribe. Find the link in the Podcast 64 show notes at casuallybaked.com.
4: It's time.
0: If you appreciated this authentic look into the contemporary cannabis culture and learned something, I hope you'll share this episode of the podcast with a friend or family member. I encourage you to find and follow at Alpenglow Farms 707 on Instagram for a close-up look at the Humboldt County lifestyle and regenerative farming in action. You can engage with me at Casually Baked on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, the video is officially set up in the studio. Oh, oh, my God. I've been waiting forever. I'll soon be sharing an unedited look at the making of each podcast episode on both YouTube and channel 203 on Cannabis Club TV. <laughs> and I am freaking out about that, to be perfectly honest.
1: We have-
0: Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. If you want to dive deeper into cannabis in your body, listen to Podcast 47 and Podcast 55. You'll find great links and info in those show notes as well. And if you haven't checked out the Love Mary Jane podcast, cue her up for your holiday travel. New episodes coming in January.